Hello, and welcome to Thing of the Week, a podcast where two nerds talk about their most recent obsessions. I'm Nick. And I'm Luke. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hey, I wanted to start <laughs> off uh, real quick before we get too far. And I yeah. do you remember our uh, you remember our gag last week? Our Josh gag? Yeah. Yeah. Well he heard it. Oh good. Yeah, he he uh he, he informed me. Uh, apparently we tricked him. <laughs> we he thought we actually ended the podcast. Did did you listen to my to my edit of the podcast? I, I listened to like or? half of it and then I fell asleep. Okay. Yeah, you're not at all required to listen to the thing that you already recorded. Well, yeah, you didn't yeah. even have to edit. But uh, yeah, no. When it got to that part, I I did like a like a I, I like I fake out. I, oh, uh, I pretended to play the outro music. Oh, that's that's amazing. Yeah, just for a couple seconds. I'm gonna go back and listen to that again now. I regret not <laughs> listening to it all the way through. Um, but yeah, no, it's hard to listen to a conversation you already had. And then, uh, if you recall, the the last last week, you you messed up the intro once or twice, and I made it. I poked fun at you. I said I was gonna uh, I was I was gonna make you look stupid. I I didn't do that. I edited it so it sounded good. I noticed. But then uh, after after the outro, uh, after the, the 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 music at the end, I I took that that little sliver of you fucking it up and i put it way at the at the at the end oh jeez so. oh god i got to listen to that now oh that's going to be that's going to be hilarious so how's your week been man uh not too bad actually um i i had to take my cat to the vet yeah i heard about uh, that be, yeah so, yeah so you know this already but yeah he he bit into a i got my wife a bouquet of lilies cuz i'm such a nice guy of course and uh what I didn't know is that cats are like really, really sensitive to lilies. Oh no! Um, even a small—if they ingest even a small amount of a lily plant, they—it uh, can cause renal failure in a couple of hours and death in a couple of days. Oh my god! So, like, yeah, scary. Yeah, it's like really, really serious. Yeah. My uh, my wife saw the cat biting into the leaf, and she she Googled it just like out of you know pure paranoia. Sure. And I'm really glad she did. Because she saw that uh, it's it's it should be considered a veterinary emergency, so she called our vet to confirm that you know it really is serious. And the vet said, "Yes, you need to take him to the uh, the animal hospital right now." So we took him there. You know, he did a couple days of blood work, and he he had to stay there for like two days. Uh, but we got him back. It's all good now. He's he's doing great. It seems like he's going to be just fine. I'm glad to hear that. I saw the picture of him. Uh, when he got home and he looked very happy to be home yeah he i thought he was going to be mad at us because we like we we got all panicked and we just shoved him in his crate and then we we wheeled him off to this place where he had to spend two whole days but he he seemed okay yeah i mean i'm pretty sure by the end of it he was probably mostly just mad at the people at the animal hospital and was just happy to be back home. You know, I like to think so. I like to think that he thought of us more as his saviors than as his uh, persecutors. Because, you know, for like shipping him off to this horrible, horrible place. Oh, God, yeah. Well, I'm sure he understood that he at least felt crappy. And then he got home and didn't feel crappy anymore. And he had a cool little bracelet. <laughs> he didn't seem like he was feeling unwell when we took him there. Oh, well, I mean, that's uh, probably good. That means he probably caught it early enough to yes that that is a good thing although i do i do con- i worry that he, maybe he thought that we just shipped him off to what he thought was like 
Kitty Auschwitz. And oh no. Yeah, I, I don't know, but he he still likes us. Well, that's so good. That's good. I think we're good. Oh anyway. yeah. Anyway, uh, a short answer to, to your question is: once I got my cat back from the vet, uh, I had a great week. It was very good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, no, it's 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 been a long one for me. I've uh, I've actually had to work for like the last week, which I haven't done in a while. I mean, I've gone to work, but like I've had to do more work in the last week than I have in a while. So. Uh, are they are they ramping things back up? No, not not so much. We just have a big construction project at work, and oh uh, really? You know, I had to do some tertiary work to support that. I'm not a construction guy, obviously. Anybody okay. who knows me knows I don't I don't know my ass from my elbow in a toolbox, but you know I can clean a floor <laughs> like a son of a bitch. That's a very redneck phrase you just used. Yeah, no, I'm I'm still pretty leaning pretty hard, I guess, on that. You know, I guess if I'm gonna stay out here in the in the country, I might as well start acting like it. That's fair. You you talking about grilling last week? Oh, you bought a truck? I did buy a truck. Yep. No, and here I am. How's that truck running? Oh, it's running great. Oh God, it's awesome. I'm getting new tires for it next month, and uh, that's nice. like the last big thing I got to do for it. I, I hope you're not hurting financially because that because tires aren't cheap oh no that's why i'm waiting till next month uh, when i guy when i basically i only get paid once a month so when i get paid next month that's when nice. i take care of it I, I don't think i'm overdue for tires or anything but uh i'm definitely like a thousand miles overdue for an oil change oh yeah yeah and, you should uh, probably I, do that and i feel like once a year i take my car in for an oil change and they tell me that like the that something catastrophic has gone wrong like oh your wheels are square shaped or something that has been known to happen yeah and i yeah it sucks when that happens and then i need to pay like 900 dollars to get it fixed oh yeah just, yeah i don't know where i'm familiar with that experience although i'm more familiar with the um just ignoring the problem and hoping it goes away solution um <laughs> i've had really great success with that for very short periods of time that's relatable. Yeah, I, it's yeah, incredibly relatable. Yeah, oh, I bet. Yeah, no, I, I haven't gone redneck enough to know what's wrong with my car. So, <laughs> so do you have a thing of the week? I think I do. I think we touched on it just a little bit before, because I heard your story about Stanley, your cat, and I got yeah. to thinking about my old cat Rufus, and I decided I wanted to talk about our pets. That's right. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. You're the only one of the two of us that presently has any pets. And okay. within our within our friend group, you have also had a series of, let's say, well, yeah, let's just go ahead and call them famous dogs. Uh, <laughs> and I, I think that I think a great place to start here is to ask you if you remember the time me and you and my brother took the dogs out for a walk. Your your dogs when you lived with your mom. The newest and youngest dog, Joe, wanted to see what was going on under yeah. the the middle dog, Digger. He wanted to know what was going on under that leg of his. And Joe just got a face full of piss. I do remember that. Joe was so stupid. I, I mean, Joe was, I love a dumb dog so much. And, oh, God, <laughs> Joe, was, Joe is probably my favorite of your dogs. Do you remember trying to give Joe a bath after that? I, I do. It's it's coming back to me. I'm getting Vietnam <laughs> flashbacks. Oh, that this. was that was traumatic yeah. indeed. I, I, remember, I remember cleaning him. With the uh, with the hose and some doggy shampoo, yep. and before we could get him inside, he started rolling around the dirt. And then, if I remember correctly, after that, he started shaking off all the dirt, and so we all wound up filthy. And somehow, he still smelled like pee. <laughs> that sounds like Joe. Oh, Joe was a great 
dog. My, my favorite thing that Joe would do is, uh, and I'm sure you remember this, the layout of my house, it was it was not it was not circular, but there's like the kitchen dining room area and then there was a the living room and there were two doors between them sort of on opposite ends of the room. So it basically formed uh, basically a circle. Yeah, more or less. What I would often do is I would get him to chase me and he would run through one of the doors, but I would step out of the way before he ran through and he would run right past me barking and I would close the door behind him, and he would run all the way back around this circle. I would open the door back up. He'd come back at me, barking, run back through the yep. door. I'd close it behind him, and he would do this ad nauseum. I mean, I remember and- you standing there for long periods of time, just opening and closing the door, cackling maniacally as Joe ran in circles around the house. The part I also remember about that is that Joe never figured out how to slow down on the linoleum tile in your house. And so his strategy for slowing down in the living room was to just jump on the couch. (laughs) I remember that. And I remember sleeping on that couch one, let's say, early afternoon. Oh, no. We were idiots. And I remember waking up to a face full of Joe just jumping right at me because he got to running and... I'm wondering if we should bring up Joe's special trick. Oh, tell me you remember Joe's Remind special me what trick. his special trick was. Remind me what the special trick was. Uh, was it that he... Oh, nope, I remember. Yep, there it is. I remember. I... The really... So, yeah, we, we discovered his <laughs> special trick. Uh, a lot of dogs know this trick. <laughs> a lot of dogs actually. do. Actually. Um, a lot of dogs do. Uh, I think the really fucked up thing about this special trick was that, uh, do you remember your friend Aaron? I, oh, he, God, I do. He would willingly prompt Joe to perform the special trick <laughs> on would. him. On him. He would. He would. He would. And, oh, God, I forgot about that part. I doubt that you remember this. But for some reason, I have this vivid memory of uh, of another time when... My sister's dog. Do you remember Cinder? I do remember Cinder. Cinder was a great dog. Yeah, Cinder was great. He was over at our house one time. We were dog sitting him, and he barfed on the couch. And Aaron sat in it, and he just yelled, Ew, I sat in throw up. (laughs) I just have a vivid vivid, uh, memory. I do. A vivid memory of this. I do remember that. I don't know why I remember that either, but I do. I kind of want to talk about your dog, Digger. Okay. And Digger's, well, first of all, Digger's old, fa- or Digger's sm- smelled just like my Uncle Beeb's house. But also, uh, which, which prompted, <laughs> I which prompted the phrase, come here and smell the dog. But my favorite thing about Digger was when he figured out or when he had a suspicion that he was going for a walk. Yes. Because Digger was, let's call him not a narrow dog. He was not narrow. Let's say he was spoiled. He could not fit through a pinhole. No. Well, well most certainly. Most dogs could not. No. But he really could not. He really couldn't. No. But this this dog still found a way to leave the ground Every time he saw that leash come out and he got so excited. Oh god, for some reason I just I think of I think of you and like you start walking towards the closet where the leashes are and Digger starts looking at you. 
the closer you get to the closet, he kind of starts to get up. <laughs> he starts to get a little excited. And then you put your hand on the closet door. He's starting to get up, walking towards you. You open the door. His tail starts wagging. You reach your hand up. And as soon as your hand touches that leash, he's bounce- he goes bouncing all around the house. And uh, yep, and he just went full-on puppy mode. And I, he was not a young dog at that point. No, no. Uh, up until up until his twilight years, he could do that that very excited jump. That was a oh god, yeah. I mean, oh god, all your dogs were good. Yeah. At, at one point, we had three dogs at one time. We had Joe Digger and then a like a collie mix named Ginger. Yep. Uh, so Digger was we we already covered Joe. He was an Australian Shepherd. He was dumb as a rock. Oh god. Uh, Digger. Digger was some kind of dachshund mix. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he was short and chunky, and he had tiny little uh, legs. He, he did have tiny little <laughs> legs, and he somehow managed to leave the ground like a SpaceX rocket. I, I don't get I, it. I, I, yep. But, uh, and then there was Ginger. Ginger was some kind of collie mix. Uh, we we spoiled her too. She was quite overweight, and uh, we she earned the nickname Shaky Legs because. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about shaky legs. <laughs> because her little legs could barely support her own weight. Yup. Oh, uh, God, that poor It's dog. less funny, I think, in hindsight when I, mean, when I like really think about how tragic it is it, for it, a dog to be like morbidly obese. But, it is. It is. Um, but, you know, I mean, at least she was well-loved. She was. She oh, was. Yeah. Uh, she, she, well, I don't want to say she was happy because she was always kind of an asshole. Well, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> But she, uh, she she did not go hungry. She did not starve to death. Oh God, no. Um, uh, none of them did. No, fact. no. But oh, no. yeah, I, I I had the three dogs, and when my mom came home from you know work or the grocery store, or whatever, when she come home, she'd roll up in the driveway. The dogs would look out those French doors we had yep. leading out to that deck that we never built. Yep. It was just French doors leading out to like two feet above the ground. Holy <laughs> shit. It's like hitting me hard how redneck we were without <laughs> realizing how redneck we well, were at the time. That's how that's how it goes, man. And these three dogs, they would just create this just symphony <laughs> of it was is incredible because because Digger would bark and Joe would howl and Ginger would just kind of like cry. It was <laughs> it was kind of beautiful actually. It really kind of was. It really kind of was. I, I also remember the dogs being extremely excited at the phrase "Mommy's home." Uh, I believe I remember that setting off a similar um, a similar symphony. Yeah, my my current dog, um, uh, Tucker. Well, I got two dogs, Tucker and Yuki. But my current dog, Tucker. If I say Tucker, who's that? He knows <laughs> that it means that my wife is home from oh. the store or whatever. Yeah. And he he will react in much a similar way. Oh, I do kind wonderful. of wish I had like eight dogs, like I did at my mom's oh, house, God. so that I could experience that that symphony of just dog noises, but only on command. It's well, yeah, no, yeah, you don't want that, like you know, at at two a.m. Um, I'm no. gonna I'm gonna be honest. I was surprised when you got a cat in the first place because you were never. A cat guy. You never disliked cats, as far as I knew. But you were never. You were always a dog guy, as far as I knew. And I'm also surprised mm-hmm. that you don't have like four or five dogs, just because I know. I mean, I've always known you as a dog guy, and that might have been more your mom's thing. But I have always known you as a dog guy. I I definitely always have been more of a dog person. 
I think the, the thing about dogs is that their their love is easy to win. Oh, yeah. Uh, a dog will always express affection towards you. Yeah, unless it's like a real asshole dog. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. If you ever want to feel loved, get a dog. Oh, yeah. Cats, however, are a little different. It's not that cats don't love you. It's not that cats are incapable of love. It's that their love needs to be earned. But when you earn a cat's love... It is just the most satisfying feeling. I, I, I remember the first time I, I cat sat for some friends. They were going on a, a trip to Jamaica or something. And we watched their cat for a week. And like three days in, I'm laying in my bed and I'm like reading or something. And the cat comes and just lays on me. And mm-hmm. I felt a feeling I never thought I would feel. It was just like, oh, I've been chosen. I am a cat guy i like dogs but i like cats the cats are my favorite and we'll talk we'll talk about my cat in a minute because i rufus was a very (laughs) unique creature in and of himself but like i know that (laughs) feeling and i i I like that feeling a lot i do kind of have the the history now though of like entering a room and whatever cat is in the room you it does doesn't take very long for the cat to start hanging around me and start wanting to be my friend and i've suspected for a long time and i wonder if it's similar i wonder if you've had similar experiences and i have a feeling that that's mainly because i'm usually the tallest thing in the room (laughs) and the cat just wants to get on top of me you know wants to get on top of my head so it can see the whole room but my actually my mom's cat i have i have recently started to win over my mom's cat she's uh elsa is my mom's cat she's very prickly and very nervous she's a nervous little cat doesn't like a lot of chaos and and gets nervous when new people are in the house because she doesn't know what to expect and so she's only recently just started to climb on me and i remember sitting Mm -hmm. on the couch the other day and i was watching tv or something at my mom's house and there's a window behind the couch and all of a sudden i hear a noise it scares the hell out of me i look over and elsa's climbing right out onto my shoulder and then she proceeds to rub herself against the back of my head for about 10 minutes, and then she came and sat down on my lap for a few minutes, and then I moved, and she got scared and ran away. <laughs> but that was a that was a nice, that was a rewarding experience. But my cat, and I, I'm sure you remember uh, Rufus. The, I don't know what kind of cat he was, but he was orange and white. He's just a, probably just a tabby, I think. Something like that. He was an odd bird. Oh, he always was. I remember the first day we brought him home, the first thing he did was make a beeline for one of the bedrooms in the house that was um, that had a big, huge, like, I don't know, probably 10-foot curtain hanging in the, in the bedroom. And the first thing he mm-hmm. did was jump up in the curtain. He wasn't declawed, and he just got stuck in the curtain and couldn't get down. That was the first <laughs> thing he did. Uh, and so that kind of set the tone for Rufus a lot of times because we found him stuck in many places. I remember finding him in the dryer. Uh, somehow he got in there. I think he got in there because it was warm and soft. I, I have a favorite Rufus story. Oh, I want to hear your Rufus story. Uh, so my favorite Rufus story is not actually a story about Rufus. It's a story about your sister. You, I remember you first got Rufus when your sister was pretty small. Yeah, and she, was real she young. hadn't quite mastered the English language yet. Oh yes, yep. uh, And you and Jeremy thought it was hilarious when she would refer to Rufus as my titty. I do. I remember that. Yeah. Instead of my kitty. Oh God, yeah. So that 
that's my favorite Rufus story because some immature some immature component of my brain still finds it hilarious yeah. that you could trick a small child into <laughs> saying titty. One of the one of the things I remember the most about Rufus, and this was years later, and he was kind of an old man by this point, was um mm-hmm. after a certain point, um we had moved from the house that we grew up on, the house that you remember, we had moved sort of up the street and around the block. It was, ma- it was maybe a block and mm-hmm. a half we moved up the street. And we brought Rufus. I remember. We, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. You were around then. Yeah. We brought Rufus with us. And, oh, the other important part of this story is that my brother moved into our old house. And so we brought yeah. Rufus with us, and for about a month, Rufus would go outside, get confused, walk back to the old house, <laughs> go inside... And get really upset that everything was different until somebody had to come and bring him back. It took him a while to figure out how to get back <laughs> home. But, um, I mean, again, that was probably a pretty cruel story because he was pretty old and very agitated mm-hmm. by all of that. But Rufus at a certain point became kind of like my familiar because I don't think okay. I was ever able to walk more than two feet in my mom's house without that cat right behind me to the point where, like, I had to like if I was going to sleep, I had to put I had to move him, physically move him into the hallway and put a pillow in front of my bedroom door so he wouldn't sit there scratching at my door all night, keeping me up because that's how badly he wanted to come in with me. <laughs> but if I let him sleep in the room, he would just walk around on top of me all day and all night because he's a cat and he's nocturnal. Oh, no. So he doesn't sleep when I sleep. So he wants to play. Oh yeah, because you know, at the time when Rufus got old, he didn't like to play as much in kitten mode, but he did have his kitten mode moments, and they usually happened in the middle of the night, which, I don't know, that sounds like a cat thing in general. Um, oh, great. Well, I'm sure Stanley's had kitten mode several times. He when, when we first got him, we definitely had this experience where he would... I don't know what he would do during the night. He would fuck <laughs> off and yep. probably like jump on all of our shit that we didn't want him on. Yep. I don't know. And then around like 6 a.m. or something, like 5, 6 in the morning, mm. he would, you know, this is like two hours before we wake up. Oh, yeah. He would come into our bed, and he would jump on the bed, and he would just walk all over us with his little tiny mm-hmm. kitty feet. Yep. And he would start crying because he was hungry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. And this th- this is actually what prompted me to buy an automatic feeder for him. Oh, God. So I could... So I could schedule his feedings again. Like I, I'm super into like smart home things. I was gonna say, but we're talking. We're we. You're really you're staying on brand with this like high tech solutions for low tech problems. Oh yeah, for sure. Really into. I I appreciate it. Is all I'm saying. I didn't mean <laughs> to interrupt your story. Please carry on. I, I mean that's that's basically the story. Oh, okay. Yeah. I uh, I I got the the automatic feeder for him, which is which is nice because you could program it to you know feed him at. You know, whatever intervals, however much you want right. uh, throughout the day. Although I, I ran into an interesting problem with the feeder, which is that the the cloud hosting company that the feeder relies on was really severely impacted by the pandemic. Oh, so oh no. I can no longer connect to my feeder through my phone. Oh, geez. Because, yeah, because that company is like not operational right now. Right. They've not been operational for like three months. Oh, God. But the feeder still remembers the old feeder settings. So as long as it's, it, and it also has a built in battery. So as long as I don't let it die, 
<laughs> it'll continue feeding the cat at the last setting that I had for it, which is like a, it's fine. It it works. It, it's it's good enough. I can't change it. But right. Uh, so when we moved from the condo to the house, I kind of like unplugged it, put it in the car, drove it over real quick, plugged it back in real quick before it could die. Yeah. Did it work? Yeah, it, it it still works. Cool. It still feeds him at the same intervals I had it set to, but I can't connect to it to change his feeding settings. So that's kind of a pain in the ass. Uh, I also have an automatic litter box, which is nice because instead of scooping his box every day, it's got a sensor. So if he if he uses it like 20 minutes later, it'll send this little rake attachment through and it'll like rake all the stuff out of there. Oops, I just touched my mic. It'll rake all the stuff out of there into this little reservoir. Right. And then instead of having to scoop his box every like like every day, I can just change like a plastic I can put like a grocery bag right. in there and I can just pull it out, throw that out like once every five to seven days. Now is this reservoir it's, sealed? Um it's sealed ish. It's covered, but okay. if there's like a lot of like shit just building up right. on it'll push it open. Well, my my main concern is the smell. The smell is an issue for sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh especially like like at our new house, we we don't really have we haven't quite figured out a graceful solution for where to put the litter box because this this all right, this is really weird, but our new house has two kitchens. Oh, oh. There's like All right. Yeah, there's there's like an in-law suite in the basement almost. Mm. There's like there's like a fourth it's a it's a three bedroom, but there's like a fourth bedroom downstairs, which we use. We put like my wife's power rack in, okay. and right next to that is a kitchen, a second kitchen, and then next to that is a bathroom, a full bathroom with a shower. Oh wow! So there's yeah, it's like an in law suite. Well, you think like you could cool. stick your mother in law or yeah. something in there. So uh, I told you that long convoluted story because in the kitchen we kind of use it as the. This is so fucking weird, but we 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 call it the dog kitchen, <laughs> and we that is the and we keep is, all the that is the most yeah. you and your wife thing I've ever heard. Yep, <laughs> we call it the dog kitchen, and we keep all the dog food and the dog treats, and we keep the litter box in there. And every day I go to feed them dinner, and I go down to the dog kitchen. <laughs> I I serve up their food in there. It's it's great. Oh my god. Um, your fucking dogs have their own kitchen. I know. You're still spoiling your dogs. That? I know. They're not obese anymore. They're just <laughs> they have their own kitchen. I don't I don't think that's better. I think that's worse. <laughs> I mean it's it's the same amount of bad, it's just a different problem. <laughs> but if it's any like reconciliation, we mostly use the fridge down there for beer, so. Well, yeah, okay. I mean, at, le- at least you're being practical about it. Well, oh, yeah. okay. So we use the fridge for beer, and then we use the freezer for all of my frozen pizzas. Oh, okay. Because those take a lot. Those, those take up a lot of space in they, the upstairs freezer. They do. So. They do. I'm surprised you don't have what do what do they call them? Frosty paws, in the in the dog kitchen freezer. Uh, oh. Those like the little dog popsicles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't know if dog, I don't know if they're. I was gonna say I don't know if they're any good. I mean, but I wouldn't. They're not for me, I guess. Ask my dogs dog. would fucking love those. Yeah. My my dogs would love those. Yeah, uh, especially Tucker. He's a little little bit uh, longer in the hair department. Okay. So he gets he gets pretty oh, warm. Oh yeah. I think yeah. he loves some 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 popsicles. Some popsicles is that what they're called? 
Yeah. Or something like that's, that. Oh, that's yeah. what I choose to call them. That's what they're going to be um, called from here on out. Uh, this this is more like a couple of episodes ago topic, but like, do sure. you remember? Uh, do you remember those those like tubes of just like colored water that yeah. you you buy it's like five cents for like a like an 80 pound pack of them and you throw them in your freezer in the summertime i think we call them freezer squeezers well i mean yeah we called them freezer squeezers <laughs> <laughs> they were called freeze pops i think there were a lot of different names i think there were there a lot were. of different brands and each brand had like an equally shitty name and oh, we yeah, had yeah. the best name of all freezer squeezers freezer is squeezers is the best the- Freezer squeezers is the apex of like freezy squeezy popsicle names. Absolutely. And I Good will die know. on that hill. Oh no! Well, I'm 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 not gonna try to take that hill. So I'll I'll defend that hill with you because I think freezer squeezers <laughs> is probably the best name for anything, um, including a human. Yeah. So um. We... Are you saying if you named a child freezer squeezer, <laughs> it's theoretically better than? something like john or steve or yes 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 i am i can get behind that now here's the thing i know neither one of us are are at a stage in our life where we're considering having kids so Mm -hmm. this is a call to action is what this is (laughs) if you're having a child josh josh oh god he better not be having a child (laughs) however if you are going to have a kid name that kid freezer squeezer and I will go to your house, and I will give you a fucking a freezer squeezer. What the? Oh, a kiss. I'll give you a kiss and a freezer squeezer. <laughs> I'll give you a kiss and a freezer. And I don't remember where I was going with that freezer squeezer story. I don't know either, but I'm glad we went down that diversion because that was fun. We were talking about the dog kitchen, and now we're talking about, <laughs> oh, we're talking about uh, freezer squeezers. Popsicles. 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 Yeah, and yeah. how your dogs have an apartment in your house. How long is yeah. it, it going to be? Before the dog kitchen. <laughs> I still can't say it. <laughs> How long is it going to be before the dogs have taken over the entire downstairs in-law suite and it, it grows from the dog kitchen to the dog's house? That's the dog's apartment downstairs. Uh, so the fucked up thing is that I, it kind of already has. Uh, um, <laughs> so... Uh, so downstairs, we don't have like we've got a finished basement, but we it's not a furnished finished basement. Okay, yeah. We we were dealing with that ant problem for a little while, so we were trying to get the ants gone, and then we were going to furnish it. Yeah. But it's still not furnished. So often, what I'll do is I will take uh I'll take Yuki down there, and I'll get my hockey stick and a couple of his like uh like squeaky toys. Yeah. And I'll like stick handle, and I'll I'll like, shoot them against the wall or something, and I'll play with them like down there and it just it's just this big empty room yeah so also his crate is down there uh so the dogs kind of have their own giant apartment in our house that doesn't surprise me one bit and uh eventually when it's when it is safe to do so i'm i'm looking forward to coming out and seeing your dog's apartment oh absolutely (laughs) absolutely you you are welcome here anytime you can you can see my dog's apartment yeah, which well, is I'm, nicer than my first apartment. Yeah, well, it's probably yeah, I mean, it's probably nicer than a lot of people's apartments, but you know, that's the way we treat our pets. Well, did you have a did you have a uh, thing of the week? So, I was sort of thinking about this. I don't have really a thing that I'm 
I don't really have a thing that I'm into this week. Sure. But I was kind of giving some thought to this is maybe a little off brand, but I was thinking about like bad habits. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Having them, getting rid of them, uh, living with them, bad habits. I guess I'll start before this whole thing, this whole pandemic started. I, I was on a roll. I was having a pretty good year. Uh, in January, I, I went the whole month without drinking. In February, I went the entire month without eating sweets. In March, I was trying to cut down on my social media usage. And then the pandemic hit, and all of those things skyrocketed. Yeah. I've, I, I guess lately, I've been trying to... Uh, well, trying... I'm, I'm using the word trying very liberally, mm. but... Uh, I've been trying to, I've been trying to like lose the lose the weight that I gained while I was uh, sitting at home uh, in quarantine. I've been trying to like uh, like drink less, you know, on weekdays and in times when I'm like I probably shouldn't be drinking. Yeah, I guess. Are there any bad habits that you'd like to to share, or uh, like any bad habits that you've kicked that you're very proud of? Or anything like that? I have a similar experience to what you were describing concerning the pandemic, and that is uh, pop drinking. I had actually gotten really good. I had gotten myself down to having like one or two cans a day, maybe, max. And for me, that's still still a lot, but for me, that was really good compared to where I was. And then Mm -hmm. pandemic happened and quarantine made me sleepy. And that made me want caffeine. I know I also I also um, have an addiction to cigarettes, which is something that I continually over the course of my life thought about and thought about quitting and have quit a few times in the past and been successful. Well, obviously not that successful. It's it's so hard. Oh, yeah. I've I've never had to do it myself, but I, I know it's it's so hard. It, it's hard. It is hard. Um and I know that I eventually will do it. The big one for me, and this is something I don't go public with too much, but I will because I think it's a it's a good thing to talk about. And that's mm-hmm. that's drinking, period. I it's okay. been about God eight or nine years since the last time I drank alcohol, um, and around that time it had started to become a problem. I I'd started drinking every day, pretty much. If I wasn't, I mean, if I wasn't drunk, I was at work. And uh, it had really started to affect my mental health in, mm-hmm. in a lot of negative ways. And, well, the truth is that I'm, uh, I'm an alcoholic. And I learned that about myself. That was a challenge. I will tell you that. The first year of not drinking after drinking like that, even just for a few months, it really only got that bad for a few months. But e- even after just that short a period of time and going... And, and transitioning into living a sober life is complicated. Um, and you wind up you wind up making different friends and doing different things that you wouldn't have expected doing. But the, the humorous aside to this is uh, an experience that I remember being with you and a friend of ours. We were at, um, I don't know, probably a Megadeth concert. And I remember yeah. you making the comment... And this is the be- by the way, this is the best part of quitting drinking. I, re- I remember you making the comment. You came up to me with like a can of old Milwaukee or something like that. And you said, you know, you can learn to save a lot of money at concerts if you learn to drink cheap beer. 
And I said, you can learn to save even more money at concerts if you learn to stop drinking beer. That sounds very on brand for us. It it does. It does. And you know, I want to I want to say before I go too much further. I, I I obviously I have no issues with with other people drinking. Other people's lives are their own mm-hmm. and just for me it happened to be a problem and it was better just to remove the problem entirely for me. It's that's mm-hmm. not how it works for most other people. But I will say it is kind of nice to be able to like, you know, we've talked a few times about going to baseball games and stuff. And it's it's kind of nice to be able to go to a baseball game and know that I'm going to spend probably $100 less than all of my friends. <laughs> it's because, true, though. Because soda is much cheaper than beer for whatever reason. I'm sure there's a reason for it. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, in terms of giving, kicking habits, the, uh, the alcohol was the big one for me. And I guess I can, I can also say that like I managed to do it and, and have managed to go on to live a a pretty normal fulfilling life and so i think if if somebody's out there struggling there's there's hope for you and there are people out there to help you and just because one one program or the other didn't work for you doesn't doesn't mean you have to quit trying as i guess my point and if you're struggling you know let me be an example of somebody who's gotten that help and manage to also still have fun. I think that's really well said. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I went a little serious there, didn't I? It was, yeah. <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah. It was a little more serious than I was expecting this to get, but that's yeah. that's all right. It's. Uh, I think it's it's a good conversation to have. Um, uh, I think what you did is really hard for a lot of people. Um, yeah. Some people. Some people aren't able to quit and it it kills them it Um, does like my my father was an alcoholic and Mm -hmm. it killed him yeah and mine as uh, well it happens a lot and uh i'm you know as your friend i'm i'm really glad that you you caught this before it got out of control me too uh, yeah so what about you? What, what did you kick any habits recently, or uh, I mean, I know you, you, um, you said you've been working on kind of getting back to where you were. Uh, I didn't. I didn't drink any. I, I got really into uh, like I, I I've had like at least one Dr Pepper a day for like the past five years probably, and I oh, didn't yeah. drink any for like the past three months. Nice. How um, how has that been? I it was okay. I replaced it with um, ginger ale. I'm not Uh-oh. sure if that's much better. There's no caffeine. No at caffeine least. and probably less sugar. This is this is maybe a, a bit controversial depending on who you ask, but uh, I I dr- tend to drink diet anyway. Sure. Yeah. I know diet is like at, at best people are like oh like oh it diet tastes disgusting and at worst right. people are like oh diet it's full of carcinogens and, sure and things oh, yeah. like that and under no circumstances will I recommend. That anyone drank diet soda, yeah, or any soda. <laughs> well, it's yeah, not good for you. No, it's terrible for you. You should drink like water and kale juice and shit. Yeah, probably. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, ideally. Oh God. But. Uh, water. Yeah. So, uh, f- fortunately, the the sugar has never not really been an issue for me. I I think I'm definitely a caffeine addict though. Yeah. Although I I started going back to work at the office though, and uh, we. We we make a habit of 
like walking to Starbucks every day around like 10 a.m. And uh, for for a while, like while while I was working at home during the quarantine, I I was making my own iced coffee at home because I'm yeah. a fucking iced coffee addict. It's like hey, insane. You and me both, man. Yeah. Anyway, I feel like I feel like my iced coffee and Dr Pepper story was pretty lame compared to the story that you just told. Oh God! Well, you know, we're not we're not here in competition. You know. Oh God. No, no. Um, oh, no ideally, no. I, ideally, you should all try to eliminate all of the the vices from your life, and uh, not that that's necessarily easy for anyone. But well, no. Oh no. But you know, something that I've learned is that you know, life is kind of like that. There's there's always if you're open to it, there's always work to do on yourself. Yeah. And so, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, you know, pressuring yourself into something you're not ready to do can often yield catastrophic results. Um, yeah. And and I I can I can attest to that as well as I'm sure so so many people can. Oh, you're you're finally going back to work at the office, so that's got to be a, a weird change after how many months? <laughs> yeah, like two or three months. Oh, yeah. It's 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 so weird. Um, Does it feel good going uh, back to work? Yeah, it's it's nice because I get to see people there. I don't want to say too much because I am talking about my, my no, job. No, naturally, after naturally, all, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but like, I do think that there are people there's a range of like how seriously people at my office take this thing ah yes and i'm i'm probably i'm probably on the more serious end of the spectrum sure sure. like i like i i wear a mask i i try to like social distance and everything i'm i'm like i'm i'm very good at using hand sanitizer and washing my hands and things like that oh yeah Uh, not not because i'm concerned about myself but because I know that it's possible that I could be the I could be the vector mm-hmm. through which someone far more risk averse than myself could be infected. Right. And I don't want to be the reason that someone who is immunocompromised gets sick, or sure. the reason that someone who's going through chemotherapy gets sick, or the reason that someone who's uh, you, you name it i i know people who are like i i, I won't get too personal sure, but i, sure, I, I sure. know people who have very good reasons absolutely to not yeah. get sick absolutely uh, absolutely and that's that's i mean the 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 thing that i've had to try to remember about the about the social distancing stuff because it does get frustrating sometimes i'm being honest in the mask mm-hmm. wearing and and that the, the constant hand washing and stuff but like i i i do kind of remind my try to remind myself of exactly what you just said it's not all about me. Uh, as mm-hmm. much as my inclination is to assume everything is all about me, it's not. You and I, as, as much as we joke about like being unhealthy, like we're we're still fairly young and healthy. If we, oh, yeah. oh, God, if we yeah. contracted, if we contracted COVID nineteen, we might get a little sick, but then we'd be fine. Yep. Uh, but it's not about us. It's no, about it's our parents and our grandparents. And, right. Uh, random strangers that we and, run into, and, that, and the person that you, know. you run into in the grocery store, you don't know what their life is, and you don't know mm-hmm. what their situation is. So I find it's best to assume that 
there's a risk there, and there's a good damn reason to take those precautions. Um, mm-hmm. I'm glad that at least I'm glad that you're 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 approaching your return to work with health in mind. That that's good. Um, yeah, I will say you know because I also went back to physically went back to work um, recently. You know, outside of the the precautions that we have to take and the general kind of anxiety that hangs over being out in the world during this time, it is really, it has been really beneficial for me to get back to Mm -hmm. work and to be around other human beings. And it's so easy to isolate ourselves. And and so I'm glad, but I'm glad that you're going back to work and I'm glad that you are taking a health conscious approach to it. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been Thing of the Week with Luke and Nick. We are on Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Spotify. You can find us pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you all for joining us. We will talk to you again next week. Goodbye. See ya. See ya.